Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Burning Questions, the Mississippi Cannabis Industry Podcast. I am your host, Melvin Robinson, Director of Communications and Media for the Mississippi Cannabis Trade Association. And I want to thank you all for joining us on another Tuesday night. Very big show tonight. We have uh, two wonderful guests that I am very glad could join me. And uh, before we get into that, we're going to always pay those bills. So the first thing I want to talk about is the Mississippi Cannabis Business and Health Expo. So this is going to be going on uh, on Saturday, August the 20th, 2022, uh, from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Mississippi Trademark. That's at 12... Uh, 1207 Mississippi Street, Jackson, Mississippi, 39202. The Mississippi Cannabis Business and Health Expo is an organization of cannabis industry participants who are using its platform to educate and bring forth opportunities for citizens, entrepreneurs, healthcare, and industry professionals to participate in this budding industry. Also, I'm going to be there speaking. So if you just go to MS Cannabis Health, I'm sorry, MSCannahealthBiz.org. You can look at the speaker lineup. These are our keynote speakers, Natalie Bonner, lover, uh, Senator Kevin Blackwell, and attorney Ron Durbin, a uh, great friend of mine right there. And yeah, we're going to be there talking about the industry. Please come out. Please make sure you get those tickets. Please make sure you come out and support. If you want to know anything about the cannabis industry here, please come to this, uh, learn, network, all those good things. Also, want to give a congratulations to our MSCTA members, Southern Crop. They are the first licensed cannabis cultivator and processor in Mississippi. So uh, one of our members, really great team of people there. Uh, they're going to be providing a lot of good quality medicine out of the Meridian area. And I really want to thank them for being a member of the MSCTA. And also congratulations for receiving the first license. Also, our... <laughs> our um, sponsor, Grow Generation, a uh, very great company. Grow Generation is the largest hydroponic supplier in the country. They carry and sell thousands of products such as organic nutrients and soils, advanced lighting technology, and state-of-the-art hydroponic equipment used by commercial and home growers. They have strategic partnerships with the biggest brand names in the industry and offer a direct-to-farm delivery service along with equipment financing. You can find them in Jackson, Mississippi as well on Industrial Drive. Shout out to all of them. Uh, shout out to David, Greg, Josh. How y'all doing? All right. So what we're going to do, we have done that. We are going to get into our interview and I'm going to bring them over now. Boom. All right. Great, great, great. So uh, I have here, I'm going to let them introduce themselves like we always do on every episode of uh, burning questions. So you just go ahead. Whoever wants to go first. I'll go first. Um, so uh, first of all, thank you for having us. Um, I am Kelly Williams of Kelly's Green. And um, I am, I'll just give you the two second uh, background um, about me and then I'll turn it over to Chad because that's probably really who everybody wants to hear. Because <laughs> um, everybody loves Chad uh, for good reason. Um, but uh, born and raised in Mississippi. Uh, been here my whole life, raised my kids here, educated my kids here. We're still all here. Uh, Chad and I are both lawyers. I've been practicing law for about 16 years. Um, part of that, and I think we can talk a little about, was uh, defending families of uh, with parents who had tested positive for marijuana. That was sort of Chad and I, our first step into the cannabis space in Mississippi. We were family defenders and parent defenders for years. 
um, before we changed some legislation in 2017. So um, yeah, but I'm Kelly and I'm here and I'm excited. All right, great. Chad? We may have lost him, I don't know. Might have lost Chad. I'm sure he'll be back on. <laughs> oh. Do it. Okay, Chad. <laughs> You're muted, too. Did we get him? I don't think we got him. Hold on. Let me. So. Okay. Okay, you're muted, Chad. Let me do this. Okay. While Chad gets that straightened out, we're gonna we're gonna go with you, Kelly. Oh. I'm happy. I'm like in the middle there. There. Looks insane right here. <laughs> Hold on, let, me, let me get this straight real quick if you don't mind no go ahead there we go all right boom oh that looks horrible <laughs> there we go there we go all right cool all right all right uh, okay. all right there we go uh all right so yeah. we're gonna let chad get himself together and everything uh sure. So Kelly, um, Kelly's Green, tell me about that. Okay, so yes, um, Kelly's Green, super excited. So we are um, vertically integrated. We uh, will we'll, we'll cultivate, process, and uh, of course have distribution, retail distribution locations. Um, we're going to do it all. Um, our production facility is located in Jackson, so um, and we'll also have uh, a dispensary in Jackson. We have a dispensary in Hattiesburg, and we have three other locations that we haven't yet announced. So um, that'll be look for that coming in the future. Um, it was important to us. Uh, there, we could have been anywhere, obvious. Well, not anywhere, anywhere, anywhere that didn't have an opt out. Um, but it was important to us to be in Jackson for a number of reasons. Again, I was born and raised in Mississippi. I've lived literally in about thirty square miles my entire life. And uh, it was important for us to give back to Jackson and to do what we could to um, improve Jackson and uh, to commit to uh, the city of Jackson, the people of Jackson, the people of Mississippi in particular. But as it related to where we decided to put our, our um, production facility, it was very purposeful and by design in that regard. Um, and, uh, uh, and, and it was important to us um, to be uh, for Mississippi, by Mississippians, um, again, we are, I don't know where Chad went. Uh, oh, where he went again, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but again, it, it was, uh, it's, it's Kelly's Green is about, um, is about Mississippians. Um, my heart beats for Mississippians. Part of my story um, that led up to Kelly's Green was um, in addition to some of the, um, the social justice things that we talked <laughs> there, There's Chad. <laughs> I, I think he's frozen. Oh, Chad, are you there? <laughs> Oh man! Uh, oh man! So I, I mean, I'm happy to keep talking. I just know okay. people love that. Okay. Um, so part of our story, though, um, as, as it relates to the social justice piece of our um, history with cannabis in Mississippi, um, in addition to that, I have a niece who was diagnosed with Ewing sarcoma when she was 13, and which is a childhood cancer, and um, and she battled that like a warrior. I mean, I'm talking about the spirit and the soul of a warrior, and uh, she beat it. She beat cancer. She battled it for three years. She came out. She just turned 21. 
Um, watching that experience and seeing that um, affirmed our belief as a family, um, the medicinal beneficial qualities of um of cannabis. Well, more than anything, it, it didn't enforce that. We already knew about that. Um, but it enforced the, the, uh, the, the affirmation that people should be able to choose that we should mitigate suffering any way we can. Um, I'm a huge chasing, this, uh, chasing the screen fan. I don't know if you're familiar at all with the, with the book. Um, uh, if anybody wants to read it, I'm happy to get them a, a copy. We, we, <laughs> we have lots of copies of it. Um, but it just talks about the war on drugs and, um, and, and the, the bad narrative that has followed marijuana for, you know, a hundred years now. Um, but that experience watching my niece suffer and watching her parents suffer with her sort of helpless and trying to ease her suffering and doing everything they can just affirmed that, um, we should do everything we can to mitigate suffering. Additionally, my father died in 2018 of Alzheimer's. That experience again, um, affirmed my belief that we just, we shouldn't suffer if we don't have to. Um, we can provide a safe quality product uh, and that's what we should do. And so that was the background that was um, in, in, you know, the, the short version of, of what, um, what drew me to this journey and how this journey began. And of course, Chad and I have worked together for years in, um, and again, in defending families uh, for um, marijuana use, uh, the state Mississippi um, used to remove children for nothing other than marijuana use, and regardless of any any uh, evidence of abuse or neglect or anything, just a simple admission to using marijuana or failed test for marijuana was enough to for a judge to remove a child in the state. And so we battled that for years, and finally got tired of feeling like we were dipping out the ocean with a teaspoon, and decided to change the law. So uh, we drafted legislation in 2017 that we then got passed and uh, we stopped that practice. Um, I'm, you know, I'm confident that uh, there are some judges that still do it, but we worked on that. And that, again, was a springboard to Kelly's Green. Um, for us, it was a natural fit to move from that piece into the entrepreneur uh, medicinal medical marijuana company um, that we would provide quality products uh, to patients. That, that's great. That's incredible. Thank you for that. I didn't know that, you know, yeah. doing that. I didn't know that was going on, you know, with the admission of marijuana use. And, and you know, you all have been in it, you know, skin in the game and, and during yeah. it. So I'm really excited that you all are in here. Um, Chad, are, are we good? I think so. I hope so. <laughs> right. Great, great, great. All right. So we'll try it. Okay, um, cool. So, Chad, yeah. um, we didn't get your intro. Kelly did a wonderful job talking about the question. But please introduce yourself for the people. So I have no doubt Kelly did an amazing job. So I'm Chad <laughs> King. I'm also an attorney by profession. And um, and I heard some of what Kelly was saying as I was watching myself slow blink <laughs> as my connection was going away, like a, like a big cow. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so um, just to sort of piggyback on some of that. So Kelly's right, you know, like, um, one of my very first cases that I was assigned to in youth court was a lady that had lost her children and it was, um, she had lost her children for over four years. And, um, and it was all because all she did was test positive for marijuana at the youth court. Cause at that time, anybody that came to youth court, they drug tested them right there. And so the allegation that actually went to CPS and brought them to youth court had absolutely nothing to do with drug use at all. It was something completely unrelated. 
But for her coming in and testing positive, the state took all of her children. And when she first told me the story, I was like, there's no way in the world this is true. This is no way that that's happening in this state. But it was absolutely 100% true. So I immediately got her, her children back. And we knew that there was a huge problem. Nope. Oh, no. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so we've been working hard okay. to, oh, y'all, am I back? Yeah, you bet. You bet. Okay. Well, I, I don't know what I'll hear, but we do have a high number of children in foster care, and we had a much, much higher number five years ago. And so when Kelly and I came in into Hines County, we were able to reduce that removal rate by 30%. But what we found ourselves doing in training youth court judges, speaking to youth court judges, going to different court systems, filing appeals, is we were all doing an education component to change that narrative about what marijuana is and about what it actually does and how it helps people. And so it just sort of laid a really strong foundation for that, to keep that going. And we got to meet so many people. Kelly's had this personally touch her life uh, with her niece and her father. And so what we learned is, but for people living in this geographical boundary, they would have access to that medicine to help have a quality of life. And I thought, how ridiculous is that, but for that state line, that they can't get that. And what we found is the more we educated people, you know, we would get some pushback, like, oh, you're trying to bring marijuana in the state. Well, you know, newsflash, marijuana has been in this state for, for years and years and years. And so it, it was just sort of, we got to, that's what sort of led us into Initiative 65. Kelly was the very first donor to Initiative 65. And so she had her kids out getting signatures. I was out getting signatures. Um, we got, you know, we were all involved from day one. And we knew that this was a big step for Mississippi. And then when Initiative 65 passed, what it told to me is that the people of this state that got together and voted for that had outgrown their representation because we had all of our representatives and senators going, oh, I, I could never vote for that. I, I don't think the Mississippi people will yeah. ever pass it. And what we learned is, yes, they will pass it. So so why Mississippi sometimes gets a sort of bad rep on stuff, what we've learned is that the people are ready to be better and they're ready to have better. Uh, we may be sort of stalemate with some of our people that are in leadership. And so then obviously we had the setback with the Supreme Court but honestly, in hindsight now, now that we're here, we can look back and say all of that, all of that movement to try to crush this down led to an even broader, bigger program that we now have that's even better. And you got to remember, Initiative 65 was written in, what, 2017. So or by the time we got to the Supreme Court or by the time we got Initiative 65 in, you know, a lot had come uh, come through that, that maybe should have been put in it. So, so it really ended up backfiring, I think, on the, the very minority of people that did not want this in this state. I mean, we got a great, great program. And so I always give big shout outs to those that worked on that um, and, and the senators and representatives that were willing to sit down with us and talk to us and listen to us and make those changes. And so it has been a very, very long journey to get to where we are today. But um, yeah. that's why Friday, when we received our license for processing and cultivation, and, and, I, and I know everyone's got a provisional license right now. I recognize that, that nobody has, you know, the full on license yet. But at the end of the day, that was such a huge step. And it was like for like the first time in five years, 
we could Bobby. take a breath. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was so nice to breathe and know that, oh my God, we really are going to be able to help people. Mm -hmm. and, and, yeah. and that's what it's been about. It's been about meeting all these people and seeing these people. And I will tell you, you know, there are so many things in our state that's poverty related, right? Yeah. Um, and it has to deal with that. What, what I had learned through all of these processes is that people that did have cancer or people that did have, you know, something like Dravet syndrome or Caesar syndrome, they were using marijuana illegally. Yeah. And so it, like great, great people that I've known my whole life would be, you know, driving down wherever to get some for their relative that desperately needed it because, you know, these doctors would write scripts for opioids like it was candy. And, and, and what that led to was this horrible, you know, loss of appetite and all of these things. And so really that, that marijuana would help. But I know that what they were getting on the street was not clean and, and not tested and not quality. And there was a risk there associated with it. And so that's, that's what was so important to us when we were sort of like, can we do this? <laughs> you know, we're lawyers. Are we about to, to jump into this, you know, crazy <laughs> ship and do this? And we were like, heck yeah, we can. And, 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 and I'm just so proud. I can't say it enough of Mississippians. I think it is amazing how everyone has come together and has really pushed this and recognizes that no one's falling for the scare tactics anymore. Uh, uh, those days are gone. And oh, so... Yeah. Yeah, marijuana is here. I know it's medicinal now, and we're only going to go forward. That's it. We're not going backwards. Um, I've had this journey has taken me all kinds of places with Kelly. We've gotten to speak to deputies and doctors and all kinds of stuff, which is just so unique because I never thought I would be in, you know, a lawyer and a drug dealer. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so it's been like really, really cool to see. But I told Kelly I was so frustrated yesterday because I was having a conversation with the doctor and this doctor's reluctant and the doctor was like, well, you know, what's going to stop people from going and getting their card and going and getting marijuana and then selling it on the street. And I said, well, I guess the same thing that stops them from selling the Adderall you prescribe. Yeah. I mean, I think that a lot of it is a much ado about nothing yeah. and it's trying to, you know, I'm a firm believer in, don't create storms and then complain when it's raining and, and do not create problems that don't exist. We have enough problems and I'm not trying to get on the soapbox, but, but, oh, no, but I, I totally agree. We have enough problems already. <laughs> we don't have to make another one. Right. right. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and so that's why I am so grateful that we are here now. I know it took us a while to get here, but it's very exciting. It's very exciting for the state, not only for those who need it, but my God, we could use some job opportunities. And uh, I mean, like we just desperately need that. And with this industry also comes an education component. This is, you know, like, like these are very scientific, you know, laboratory jobs. I mean, that, that take specialized skill and training. And we are able to bring that. That was one of the reasons why we were so pushed to be in Jackson. Because, you know, as you know, we, we don't have a really strong public transportation system. It's hard for people to find jobs. Um, these are well-paying jobs. They are all consistent um, with what all the big companies are paying, like Amazon and everyone else. And so it was just so great that we could provide that here and give these people really a life-changing opportunity. Because that's what it is. 
I mean, this, this has the potential to change people's lives. And so that's what, that's what I want to do. If I can help in any way, that's how I want to be remembered. And um, great. Listen, that was excellent. That was wonderful. (laughs) Like, and thank you all for doing this as well. What products do you all plan on um, providing uh, when everything gets up and running? And uh, tell us about your facility. I know you mentioned jobs and everything. Like, how many people are you all looking to employ? Like, those kind of things. So, let, so, let me start. Can I start with the biggie? So, we will yeah. do a job fair next month. And I just want to yes. thank everyone who has already sent resumes and reaches out. That's like one of the number one questions that we get a lot is, you know, when are y'all hiring? We're looking to start hiring for our cultivation center in September. So, um, so you'll see more about that. We're trying to like firm up some dates for that. So you'll see that in the next month or two of all that coming out. Um, you know, we're still also working with the department because as of right now, they don't have the application for your work permit. Um, and so, you know, it's sort of, the, this is the interesting thing about this industry. There's sort of, you gotta be careful. There's some carts before the horse sometimes. Uh, so just like people that may have, like we have a cultivation license and I think there was three or four others that also got theirs. And um, But, you know, we can only grow and then it has to be tested. And so we don't have any testing facilities that are licensed yet either. Right. And we don't have any that are open. So it's like, you know, well, yeah, what are we going to do? Just if we were able to grow it quickly, it's just going to sit here, you know? So a lot of these, um, a lot of these parts of the industry depend on other parts of the industry. And so everyone is slowly getting there. I I really do believe that, you know, by January one, we're going to see products on shelves, people buy, you know, like, I think that we will have this worked out and, and we'll have everything in place that needs to be. But right now we are looking at August for a job fair. We'll have a listing of what we're hiring for now. And then we'll start that process and hopefully bringing on employees starting September, um, September, uh, mid-September or whatever is, is what is the goal that we're shooting for right now. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. And as far as products go, we're going to have everything. We're going to, um, of course, we'll have um, all smokables, uh, flowers, wax, shatter, all of it, um, vapes, pre-rolls, everything you can do smokables. We'll have edibles. We'll have tinctures, creams. Uh, we'll have, um, you know, you, any, any, we'll have, we're going to have an array of products, um, something for everybody. Okay, great, great, great. Yeah. And, you know, um, when people hear that, like people hear, smokables that's not medical and i'm like well you know it gets into your system faster and everything like that and you know like you all mentioning just the educational aspect of it right telling people hey you know this is what it really is and you mentioned fear as well because a lot of a lot of the power dynamic in mississippi does revolve around fear but you know you you kill fear with knowledge and the more knowledgeable people have become the more open it has become. And, you know, you're, you all's work with Initiative 65 with the massive vote it received in, you know, November 2020, even with the, you know, 65, 65A thing that was kind of confusing for people. <laughs> you know, congratulating you all for that as well. Um, as far as, like, Kelly's Green and your facility and everything like that, like, how do you think this can actually shape uh, an area like Jackson where, you know, you have a higher pro- poverty rate, you know, everyone knows the issues we have in Jackson, but this right. industry right. like can really bring some opportunities to the area. Right. 
Well, yeah. if everything leaves Jackson, how do you ever expect it to change? <laughs> so, so that was the thing, you know, like, like we could have easily went and bought land somewhere in Madison County or land somewhere, wherever, uh, and built, you know, but, but if, if everyone leaves, then, then we have nothing. So making sure that people do have access to jobs. Now with poverty comes all kinds of levels of struggles, right? So may not have access to a vehicle or a dependable vehicle. So we wanted to be somewhere where even though our public transport is limited, it would still allow someone to be able to get to a facility or get to where they need to go. Like, like we were trying to think of what can make the most impact to start change because what we find with with poverty too as working in this system and with child welfare and all that stuff is that a lot of times it's cyclical or generational so 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 you grew up in poverty and that is all that you know and everybody always says oh well you know that's the american dream or whatever just pick yourself up by your bootstraps you know well it's hard to do that if you don't have boots and so, <laughs> and, and so we wanted to start with where can we make an impact the other thing that we have been big about from day one is making sure that we have a community give back program we, we oh, yeah. always wanted to make sure that we could invest invest in having things you know that that could promote change and education and access to things and access you know like we still have people and and you just saw me my, my wi-fi was struggling but we have people that, that literally don't have any access to internet or wi-fi and you know it's not just a jackson problem i know we have that statewide but i'm really hoping you know what other chances have we ever had to have an industry come here not a company not, not just somebody putting a plant here. I'm talking a whole industry that only exists in Mississippi right now because it can only be here. I mean, this is such a rare opportunity to spread that wealth that has the ability to hopefully get us out of the poorest state in the country. Maybe, uh, maybe we won't have so many um, potholes. Or we'll grow to love potholes because pot filled them. You know, what, what, whatever we want to do, um, you know, that way we'll have yeah. something that, that I think people can get behind and be proud of. You know, sometimes you just feel beat down and you're like, I don't know what step to take because it seems like no matter which way I go, I'm still sort of screwed. That's what we're trying. We're trying to change that and go, there is still hope here. We can do better. And you know, when people do have access to better jobs and better education and better resources, there is less crime. Yeah. That's right. It, it just, it just, it goes hand in hand. Yeah. I mean, that's how it works. And so, uh, you know, I really do, you know, without being, you know, kumbaya, uh, I, I really do think that we, we do have the potential here um, to not mess this up and do a lot of good. So um, about the, um, you were saying the give back program. So can you talk about that a little bit more? Well, the, well, essentially in, in Jackson, you know, we worked with child welfare, CPS, um, children that needed access to things. I mean, you know, a lot of people that find themselves um, indigent have, you know, calls that are made because their children may not have a coat. Or, or, or their children may not have shoes, or they're not dressed properly, or there's not food in the home. Um, and, you know, one of the things that we learned early on was that instead of resources to like 
help them have food or, or to help them pay their light bill or their water bill, <laughs> which is infamous. Um, yeah. You know, uh, they would just say, oh, well, you need to get a better job. You need to have stable employment. Well, hell, if that was so easy to get, they'd already have it. Yeah. So, so I just felt like we were just going around the world and not really correcting any problem and correcting it so that now we can be proactive rather than reactive. reactive. And, and, and so I think that that's sort of, you know, we haven't firmed up all of that. There's lots of great groups that are doing really good things. But let's be honest, money makes the world go round, right? That's the only time we see change is when there's money behind it. Initiative 65 was the largest initiative process in the country mm -hmm. because it was so funded because people were willing to put their money behind it so we could have people getting signatures out everywhere all over the state or commercials running everywhere. And, you know, it, even when they sort of doubted it and then at the last minute they were like, oh God, let's throw in a 65A, you know, that took money to do that. Yeah. And so again, this industry, it's a, you can look at other states that have done this. It will make money and we can make real change because unfortunately that's what we need to make change. We need money. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. So, um, this has been great. I hate we got to, you know, start it towards the end. But anything y'all want to tell anyone to be on the lookout for or anything, just just say it right now. I'd be on the lookout for everything Kelly's Green. We've got job fear coming up. We'll be hiring. We've got, um, and we were, we're moving ahead like a freight train. We're doing everything. And so... Yeah, look look for us everywhere, and then I'll turn it over to Chad because I know he's got something yeah. fabulous to say. <laughs> so yeah, you can you can follow us on Facebook. Um, it's Kelly's Green Inc. Uh, we have Kelly's Green Biz as our uh, website um, that's being updated now. We've got some great new um, sort of press stuff and videos coming out that talk a little bit about our business and what we're doing and where we are right now. We'll be doing update. One of our big things is we want to take everyone on this journey with us because they helped us get here, and so we are you know doing our best to document everything and making sure everybody understands where we're coming from. We have two dispensary locations that'll be opening up probably January, Jackson, Hattiesburg right now. We're fun we're finalizing the, the next three. And so keep up with us on Facebook. Um, thanks everyone for reaching out on Facebook. Uh, we try to answer those messages as quickly as we can. Um, and uh, we are very, very, very excited about the future. And Melvin, thank you so much for having thank us you. and having this trade association. This is what we need. We need people just like you that are getting the word out there. So thank you so much. Oh, no problem. Listen, like I, you know, I, 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 I love to help. I'm here. I want to see this thing flourish. I'm glad that we can have a chance to actually, like you were saying, this is in Mississippi. We have a chance to actually build the infrastructure of an entire industry of a, of a multi-billion dollar industry that can yeah. really help the state. So yeah, this is incredible. Chad Kelly, thank you again. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Right. Thank you for having us. Oh, yeah, no problem. And this has been another episode of Burning Questions, the Mississippi Cannabis Industry Podcast. You can follow us uh, online at MSCTA, on Facebook, and on YouTube. All you have to do is type it in, search for it, and it'll pop up there. You can follow me on all social media at mail3 at MSCTA. And you can also uh, check out mscta.org, our resources panel. We have a lot of information for patients and for uh, businesses that are looking to come here. We're also going to have our July meeting, uh, July 21st. That's going to be at 6 p.m. It's virtual. You can go to our website under our news uh, banner. 
uh, click that and register to be a participant. And uh, yeah, another episode of Burning Questions. It's been great. I will see you all next Tuesday.